this is a reunion of sorts. Straight from New York City. He is the rambunctious, the very verbose. His name is Nick Costas. I do a great Nick Costas impression. A fantastic one. He used to work at Sirius with me. Now he's at Radio.com Sports, CBS, everything. Nick, what's up? What's going on, Courtney? How are we doing today? Your impression, impression of me, I would say, is above average. Let's above. call it like a, a 7 out of 10. No. I mean, well, first of all, like, am I in or am I out? Am I in? You're Nick in. used to, Nick used to run around the Sirius XM NFL studios and be like, listen, I like the Packers and the Caesar this week with the Patriots. And, like, you've been on this gambling shit for, like, years. And oh, yeah. you would always just, you would always cause them up. Because you would just be coming in, you'd be talking about relationships. You're like, yo, do you like this? Do you like this picture with this girl and this? Like, I mean, I was, I was always there to, uh, I was always there to, to help you out with many different things. That is true. That is, I, I like to think that I did the same thing for you, but there's, but there's no question that you were able to do that for me. So, so absolutely appreciated. I mean, that's where our passion for football lies, and we have a huge slate of games. I saw that you went 0-2 on your bet last night. What a terrible fucking game. Well, not oh, I, I hit with the Chargers. Just lost my prop bet, unfortunately, on Austin Eckler. Um, you probably saw I did a reverse jinx um, down in, in overtime when the Raiders were driving. I was like, well, I went 0-2 tonight. I hoping that my my jinx powers would be able to rescue one of those bets, and thankfully it did. Raiders said it'll look for a field goal. Chargers go down, score a touchdown. So did have the Chargers last night, which was good. Um, have some teasers open with the Chargers this weekend that are still alive, which is great. Um, my Austin Eckler prop bet did not hit, um, thanks to the Raiders defense being just like a special kind of awful. I mean, he's open on every play, and Justin Herbert, to his credit, just had his eyes locked down the field and just kept hitting Guyton and and um, Tyron Johnson. So kind of was what it was. I mean, it worked out for the Chargers, so was able to win with the Chargers last night. So that's kind of where we're at this week. Though, so I far. feel like, uh, you know, Anthony Lynn, for as horrible as he is and how he's going to lose his job at the end of the season, I feel like he's like – Really good for the gambling slate. Oh, like, he's great. You know, he's pretty predictable. Like you knew before that game went into overtime that they were going to run the ball down the field and like piss down their leg and kick a field goal. Uh, the, the, he's, it's a great point that you bring up. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are not really wise to this yet. That like Anthony and it, Dan Quinn was kind of like this also to a large degree. And it's yeah. like, we lost Dan Quinn too early this year when he got fired <laughs> you know, very early into the season where there are certain head coaches where they just kind of, fit the same profile, like literally all the time. And it doesn't matter who the opponent is. And with Lynn, it's, it's great because when he's a big underdog, you bet on him, yeah. but he's a big favorite. You bet against him. And he's a wonderful teaser option, basically in any game where the spread is even relatively close because he coaches for these games to be extremely close. All the games that he coaches are like one score dramatic games. So yeah. plus seven and a half bet the chargers minus seven and a half bet against the chargers <laughs> a spread like last night. Listen, I just thought the matchup last night was the Raiders' defense is really abominable, and they were down a lot of a lot of players. So I really liked the Chargers last night. But tease the Chargers, easy. They're, they ain't getting blown out. That's not what happens with this team unless they're playing Patriots and Belichick just fools Justin Herbert for sixty minutes. But but yeah, uh, I I'm a big Anthony Lynn guy. Like he's a clown. He's horrible. <laughs> By any demonstrable measure, he's one of the worst head coaches we've seen. He's really really like inexplicably terrible but he comes also from the rex ryan coaching tree you remember that right like I, I remember talking to rex ryan and i was like who's in your coaching tree after he was we were chatting about how he was shitting all over bill belichick just because he's just uh he's just a, a belichick hater but he was like anthony lynn and you know and my son works for him and i love him and he is every part of me so it's like okay so rex ryan's 
like, like you know, I mean, Rex won two AFC Championship games. What the hell, has Anthony Lynn ever done? So Anthony Lynn's won one playoff game. So and it was against Lamar Jackson in his first start. So yeah, I give him. I don't give him a lot of credit. Oh my god! All right, let's jump into this game. Do you like games on Saturday? Like, do you like this part of the season where no. you get the the two games on Saturday, and then we got it? Actually, we got a dope Christmas game next week: Vikings and Saints. No, I'm tired. I, I don't. I'm I'm good. I'm good. I want to rest. I, I want to like take like a day and sleep. And I usually get to do that on Saturdays. I don't get to do that this week with the two Saturday games. But since we got games, you know, we can we can kind of break them down. Um, let's start with the Bills Broncos game. Buffalo, yeah. um, a six point road favorite total in like the right around 50. Um, I've kind of waffled back and forth on this game. And I think I'm going to settle on laying it with the Bills. Um, my initial thought was if I get seven with the Broncos, that'll be something that I'm interested in because I think Denver can maybe score enough to keep up. But like doing more of a deep dive into this game here, Denver's just their secondary is ravaged by injuries and AJ Bouye suspended for the remainder of the season for PEDs. And with Buffalo's like high octane, up tempo, four wide receiver spread, Josh Allen's playing at a really high level. It's just tough to imagine, like for as good a job as Vic Fangio has done, like he's a bad decision making head coach. Like he'll punt in bad situations. Like I don't like his game management, but he's a wonderful defensive coach and has really done a nice job this year with like a defense that has been hamstrung all year by injuries. Remember starting with the with the Von Miller injury before the season. Um, so I think he's done a nice job, but I think this is a bridge too far almost here with all the members of their secondary that are either hurt or suspended against, you know, the Diggs and Gabe Davis and Cole Beasley. And they designated John Brown for a turn off IR. Now we don't know if Brown's going to play on Saturday. If he does, it's a huge boon for the Buffalo offense. But even if he doesn't, Buffalo is going to be able to move the ball on this Denver uh, defense. And conversely, you know, when we look at this Bills defense, and I talked about this a little bit when I picked the Bills on Sunday night last week against the Steelers, where the Bills defense quietly has been playing a lot better as of late. They've gotten some players back from injury. Matt Milano, I think, is the most noteworthy one who's their um, weak side linebacker, who's their tight end stopper. So that's actually going to come into play this week. But Noah Fant will be back for this game for the Broncos. He missed most of last week's game with an illness. Milano's an excellent defender of opposing tight ends and a very good run defender as well. So I think if people are going to make the case for the Broncos, they're going to say, well, Denver can, is going to be able to run the ball. And Denver is getting a couple members of their offensive lineback, Garrett Bowles and Graham Glass now. Yeah. But I, I, I like this Bills defense a lot more than I like the Denver defense. And I like the Bills offense a lot more than I like the Denver defense. And that leads me to anything under a touchdown. Um, I like, uh, I'm probably going to lay it with the bills. That's not finalized yet. And I will give those plays on you better, you bet both on Friday evening and then on Sunday morning's edition of the show, but leap. Well, I guess I can't give it Sunday morning since the game's on Saturday. <laughs> Saturday. But I'll give it I'll give it tonight for sure on Friday night. But leaning yeah. towards the Bills. And in the other game, the Packers and the Panthers, this one's pretty simple for me. Um, I think Green Bay's win probability is very high. So I think the Packers will win the game. But anything above a touchdown, I like Carolina to cover the spread. Just with the way that both teams kind of play, um, Carolina tries in situations like this. Um, the Saints game, I think, is the best illustration of it in New Orleans where they try to shorten the game. Like they try and you know, limit the number of possessions when they're a big underdog. And they've been sticky in games like this where they're a big underdog. And conversely, on the other side, we have the Packers, right? That are, they're going to be ruthless. They're ruthlessly efficient on offense. Yeah. And Rodgers is playing at an MVP level. And they're going to go up and down the field and they're going to score. But I mean, we are not really seeing like the quick strike, like 75 yard Packer offense. You know, they're going to matriculate the ball down the field. They're going to get to third down and they're going to convert every third down. I mean, it's yeah. been, 
pretty amazing watching them work this year. And we've also seen this year, and we saw it on Sunday against the Detroit Lions where the Packers get up big in these spots and the defense doesn't like try and let opposing teams score, but Mike Pettin's defense gets a little more passive. And I certainly think that Teddy and the Panthers can stroll in through the back door. So anything above a touchdown, I like the Panthers on Saturday. Um, plus seven and a half or better um, on the road in Lambeau against Green Bay. See, I'm kind of the opposite way because I've been riding this Packers team for a long time, just knowing, I mean, they're just like a proper dream out there in Green Bay. And the way that Aaron Rodgers, I mean, dark horse favorite for MVP, given the fact that, I mean, we'll- He can't win, I don't think, unfortunately. I think he probably should, but if like, if the Chiefs go 15 and one or 14 and two, I think think he'll win it. Well, also, too, I mean, you got to think about, like, I mean, if he can keep up this consistency this year and next year, I mean, you know, and the, and I think the Titans are managing Derrick Henry so illegitimately right now. 400 carries last year, 300 this year. I think that he's, I don't know, he's going to hit a wall anyways. But this game with the Packers, so the Panthers have lost seven straight, and I mean, their defense is, is has been struggling. So, I mean, would this be a game where you would tease the Packers down? Um, I, I think it's a great question. I feel like yeah. this is the perfect, the perfect game because me personally, I think the Packers are going to steamroll the shit out of the Panthers. And I think Aaron Rodgers, and one of my main, my main prop bets this week is Aaron Rodgers over two and a half touchdowns. And uh, I just, I, I think that this is the point in the season where a lot of these playoff teams, especially you talking about the Bills, the Bills coming off of a five game turnaround, you know, they put everything that they had into two primetime games. Um, you know, it's not really a good start, but I mean, those teams are going to be the teams that you're going to see if they're playoff tested, if they're going to have a, you know, a, a deep run in the postseason. this is what the, you know, this is when they come around. And I, I do think, yeah, I think the bills big and I think the Packers big. So well, well, just remember, like you, you could get an identical scenario to last week with the Packers also, right. Where they like technically like steamrolled the lions in that game, yeah. but like, they're up big at the end of the game and it's like, whatever. Right. And yeah. then the lions come down and strolling through the back door and end up covering the spread by yeah. a half point. So yeah. you, and I had green Bay last week, laying seven and a half. So that was kind yeah. of mis- miserable. Okay. There. Um, what was your, you had a question though. So, oh no, question? I said, oh, would, oh, you, but, would you tease the Packers? You know, it's, it's a great, a you know, main, like well, what are your three? I mean, before we get into the one o'clock slates and then we'll, we'll roll through this pretty quickly, but what would be like the, the teams this week that you would just throw into a teaser? I feel like Indies, Indies, a team that I'm looking at and the, and the Packers. Um, I like Indy. I, I, well, I, I do like Indy as a teaser like a lot. I think the Patriots are an outstanding teaser like this week. Um, I want to get plus one and a half. So kind of like just like, look, uh, this is not going to be like an extremely original thought by me. A lot of people say this, but the way I, I like to tease games, I, uh, we, I Wong tease, right? Which is you want to be able to, um, it's, it's W-O-N-G. Um, it's called a Wong teaser, right? Where you either tease up through three and seven, we're down through seven and three. So yeah. you want to look at underdogs that are plus seven and a half to eight and a half or favorites that are one and a half, uh, excuse me, favorites that are seven and a half to eight and a half and underdogs that are plus one and a half to plus two and a half. Mm-hmm. That way you can capture mathematically the, the two key numbers, um, three and seven, and give yourself like a mathematical inherent advantage over the sports book, regardless almost who's playing in the game. Now, yeah. I don't kind of like just blind tease. Any, any team that's in that range, like the Giants last week were in that range. I didn't take them because I thought there was a lot of volatility associated with Daniel Jones and his hamstring injury to end up getting blown out. Not to, to pat myself on the back, just that not all of these are always locked, but yeah. there are a couple of games that are in kind of Wong teaser range this week. The Chargers um, were not one last night, but I mean, they're just such an, an unbelievable, like kind of like we talked yeah. about with Anthony Lynn, where they're decent. The, the Colts are a good one, right? Like you mentioned, Colts are minus seven and a half. You six point tease them down. 
to one and a half, right? You capture the key numbers of seven and three. I think that's a decent teaser. The Patriots right now are plus one and a half. You can tease New England up to plus yeah. seven and a half, and you know Bill's going to have something for Tua Tungavailoa. Yeah. I, I, I think that they're a pretty uh, appealing teaser option as well. So I, I, I think the Patriots are the best teaser option this week. And then we have a bunch of six-point favorites that are like Buffalo, I think, is, prob- is probably very likely to win. I don't yeah. think Buffalo's a terrible teaser option. I probably won't tease Green Bay just because I think Carolina will cover the spread, even though I think yeah. Green Bay will win the game. Tampa's interesting as a six-point favorite in Atlanta. Yeah. I have a hard time thinking that Atlanta's going to win that game. I think Tampa will Honestly, likely win that game. Happens. They've, they've screwed me like three different times in the last few weeks. I was like totally on the Raheem Morris train, and they have completely disappointed me. That offense just felt absolutely flat on their face last week. Yes. I mean, the fact that you had to have Russell Gage throwing, you know, throwing uh, fancy touchdowns into the end zone. Well, I think Matt Ryan's cooked. And, like, their red zone offense is just atrocious. And, and, with that, and they're not going to have Julio on Sunday. It's going to be tough sledding against the Bucs defense. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. So, so you like the Patriots to tease up. I mean, we'll cover that. I, I The Dolphins have covered the spread 10. Uh, well, they're 10-3 and three in the last 13 games. Um, this over-under, I mean, the total is, like, 41. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I'm taking the under on this one, and I think Bill is just going to have something cooked up for Tua Tungabailoa that's just that's just going to break hearts down. Uh, yes, yeah, see, I, if I had to bet it, I would take the under as well. It's the weather is going to be good, so yeah. it's like ideal scoring conditions, and it's being aligned ten points lower than an average scoring game in the NFL this yeah. year, which is significant. Now, I think the line is right. Like, I don't think it should be like forty-five. Like, I think I would bet the under at forty-five. So, I. It's not that I think you're wrong. It's just that I don't know that I can get there on an under 41 in this game. But I guess if I had to bet it, I would take the under. But yeah. I, I kind of like the Patriots in the game, almost like even outside of a teaser. I think the Patriots are probably going to win, honestly. Mm-hmm. But but I think the safer bet, obviously, is just to tease them up. I think they're just mm-hmm. like a wonderful teaser like this week. Yeah, for sure. Texans at the Colts. I mean, Indy looks like they're in full playoff form. The Colts are favored by seven and a half right now. I, I think T.Y. Hilton's going to have a mega game. Jonathan Taylor, I think that they're going to lay it on this uh, this uh, Texans defense. They look old. They, I mean, at least for right now. Um, you know, you thought that you had some life in Deshaun Watson and that and that team, but that offense is looking looking pretty tired. I, you know, I would be surprised if the Colts kept this one close. Yeah, I think I'm gonna. I think I honestly I like your idea just to tease the Colts down. I, I worry a little bit that we're going to get a better effort from the Colts offense this week yeah. with Brandon Cooks likely to be back. And we'll wait to see on his injury status. But not having him last week against the Bears, I just think was a, was a massive deal for this Texans offense. But I, I, I wouldn't – I'll put it this way. I have to decide if I want to lay it with the Colts. I would never play the Texans here because I yeah. do think – also have kind of like some like Bahamas factor right now with Houston where that was such a disgraceful performance last Sunday against Chicago where this team may just be packing it in like interim coach they know that there's going to be a new coach the general manager has kind of been exposed for a fraud by like national media reports so a, a bad brew right now in Houston and oh by the way they don't have their first and second round pick are both owned by the Dolphins this year that's not good either um so I, like I said I, I just have to decide what I want to do with Indy in this game but I would never bet Houston the 49ers at the Cowboys I mean Damn, this is like a toilet bowl 2.0. I thought that the Niners had a chance at least to make some sort of a run. They have four of their next five games at home, technically, because they've been relocated to Arizona. Uh, but the Niners fell flat on their face. I think that their whole offense is done. They're cooked. Um, I, I mean, I do think that they're going to – I do expect Jeff Wilson Jr., who's um, you know stepping in a running back, I, I do think that they're going to control the clock. But 
Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that Dallas is going to keep this one close. I mean, you looking at, you're looking at that line. This is definitely, obviously, such a bad game that you're not going to be teasing it. But I, I do think that Dallas is going to cover in this one. They, they may. Um, my, my preferred play in this game is the over. Where, um, I mean, Dallas's defense ended up looking artificially. So for 45 points, so it's a yeah. line six points lower than an average scoring game. I think this game can hit 50. Yeah. Where, um, the Dallas Cincinnati game last week, where. You know, since he went nine for 16 on third down and possessed the ball for 35 minutes and somehow some way only scored seven points, which is like yeah. an achievement unto itself. But um, Kyle Shanahan will will definitely um, like it's it's an utter coaching mismatch. Shanahan offense on one side, Mike Nolan defense on the other here. This Cowboys defense is really bad. The Niners are going to be able to score a lot of points here. Like Brandon Ayuk's absolutely going to go off. I think his prop bets are very much in consideration with Debo Samuel on the shelf, probably for the remainder of the year. I think Ayuk is like, in like fan like season long fantasy, I think will be like over the rest of the season, like a top like six wide receiver one. He's right. getting elite usage. Debo's not there to take targets away. Neither is George Kittle. So I think San Francisco is going to be able to score some points, both in the run game and in the pass game with Brandon Ayuk. And then on the other side, like um, San Francisco, a couple of weeks ago on on on, uh, on Monday night, absolutely torched by Josh Allen and the Bills last week. Kind of a different story against Washington and like a game like was Washington's defense dominated. The offense didn't do much. I think Dallas is going to be able to score. Maybe not a ton yeah. in this game, but certainly enough to get this game over the total. So I, yeah. I lean San Francisco, but my my preferred play in this game would be over 45. I feel pretty good about it. Okay. All right. Seahawks at Washington. Seattle is a six-point favorite. Um, I, the Washington football team. I don't think Alex Smith is going to be playing in this game. I That really concerned me. I think that the, collectively America swallowed hard when they saw that they were working on that injured leg for Alex Smith yeah. on the sideline seems to be just a strained calf. I, 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 I really have been riding this Washington team for a long, you know, for maybe about four weeks now, last month, I called them to win the East. Um, yeah. That defensive tr- front chase, chase young is an absolute fucking monster. Um, they can do dirty things to anyone's rushing offense. Um, you know, when you talk about Russell Wilson, it's like, how is he going to use Seattle's a big, you know, as a six point favorite, but how is he going to perform against a good defense? And the giants handled him, which is a top 10 unit in the league, by the yeah. way, you're, you're New York giants, um, top 10 unit in the league right now, at least defensively. And they handled Russell Wilson pretty handedly. So I think Washington still gets this done. Um, but yeah, I, this is another game that I'm thinking, like, w- would you would you want to tease this one down to maybe like three points or so? The over-under team total is about 45 as well. Uh, I like that. No, I, I bet the Seahawks early in the week. Now, I would, I would you know, recommend for anybody, if you want to bet Seattle, um, get a better number than six. You yeah. want to be able, you want to, be able yeah. to capture that number, right? So five and a half or less with Seattle, I think, is, vi- is valuable. Um, even if Alex Smith plays, and he hasn't practiced yet this week, and we're doing this yeah. on Friday morning, so maybe he ends up practicing in a limited fashion on Friday. Maybe he ends up playing, maybe he doesn't. Tough to say. If it's yeah. Dwayne Haskins, I mean, you, you can't bet Washington in this yeah. game. But if, yeah. um, even if it's Alex Smith, I think we have to consider, right, like Seattle's defense, and it kind of got lost in like the, the Giants game and the Giants upsetting them. Like Seattle's defense has been very good. Like over its past five games, allowing less than 17 points per game. Like the defense actually has been good in Seattle. You know why? They've been like, they've been like five and four the last nine weeks though. But they're, well, they're, they've undergone this kind of metamorphosis, which I think is dumb, but like they think it's quote unquote championship football. Like that's what literally what they call it, where they're no longer letting hashtag letting Russ cook. Like they're like, they're, they're playing like they did last year, which is extremely aggravating because they should be like pedal to the metal on offense to blow teams out, but that's not how they're going to play here. But Given the fact that 
Seattle's definitely going to be able to score enough in this game. Like yeah. we saw San Francisco be able to, you know, Washington's defensive front made a lot of plays last week. Chase Young was an absolute beast. Like you referenced, they had the defensive touchdown. San Francisco moved the ball on offense in that game. So it wasn't yeah. like it was like this great, like grand dominant, absolutely crushing defensive effort. Seattle's going to score some points here. And if Antonio Gibson's not going to play and he hasn't practiced yet this week, he missed last week's game with that toe injury that he suffered um, in the Monday night upset in Pittsburgh, where I, 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 I like Seattle by double digits here. Um, now, again, you're betting this game. You want to capture six, five and a half or less for Seattle. Uh, I like. I would never bet Washington. I would only bet Seattle. I see. I think that I think Washington could cover, even though, yes, I agree with you. If Alex Smith is playing, then, you know, absolutely. But if it's just going to be Dwayne Haskins, I feel like we're going to be figuring that out in the next couple of days. I, I love that we both got it's 9 a.m. and you, we both got alerts. Yes, the 9 a.m. The, the old 9 a.m. alert. I've got my alarms. I've got like 15 alarms that go off every morning. 9 a.m. is one of them. I love that. I was like, oh, what's I was like, oh, shit, I just got a message. And you're like, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. all right, moving along. Uh, bears at the Vikings. I, are you buying this whole Mitch Trubisky? This is so fucking bears. First of all, this game is like basically an elimination game in the NFC because the NFC is so far inferior than to the AFC right now. Um, this is like playoffs come early. Obviously, there's a couple of really good matchups. The New Orleans game is, you know, against Kansas City is, you know, the creme de la creme. But um, are you, Minnesota is a three-point favorite here. Dalvin Cook seems like he hasn't been, um, you know, running at the top of his game, possibly even wearing out too. They were like averaging like 400 yards on the ground. I mean, I'm not surprised. The fact that they haven't had him on a pitch count, like bad news, Mike Zimmer. Um, but that's, but that's how you, that's the second time you've said that. You said that about Derrick Henry, but like, this is how teams met. Like, they don't, it's an asset. Like, great, they'll draft another one. Like, once once they're running to the ground. This is what teams do. They got to make the playoffs. Yeah. Like, what are they going to do? Run Mike Boone? Like, what is Tennessee going to do? Run Jeremy McNichols? Like, they got to make the playoffs. <laughs> they don't care about Derrick Henry's health. They okay. got to get to the postseason. Uh, the, t- the total of this is 46. I mean, who do you think is going to go off for the Bears or Vikings? I mean, who do you like, like, prop bets-wise? Um, I like I always like Allen Robinson um, yeah. and the Vikings secondary is terrible. Um, I have not seen the numbers on Cole Komet, um, but I think he's fascinating. Um, the Bears rookie. Oh, yeah. Also called him for DFS. I was like, oh yeah, Cole Komet. Then he went off and had like, I, he got me like 15 points of fantasy. I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. So we're, ne- so we're starting to see now. Jimmy Graham is still involved down by the goal yes, line yes. for the Bears offense, but Komet has clearly taken this job. And like, I think this is like a, my favorite way to prop it. Um, is to like try and find a player like on the ascent or the descent, like and, and be early to the party, right? With the player, and we were early to the party last week with Cole Komet, where you know a couple weeks ago in the Lions game, Komet had five catches on seven targets, and then last week his you know his receiving prop was two and a half receptions and like twenty five yards. I bet over on both, going over on both. So yeah. I'm curious to see what his numbers are going to be this week. Um, I want to know if Eric Kendricks is definitely going to play or not play for the Vikings. He didn't mm-hmm. play last week. He's like their their middle linebacker. He's an excellent linebacker in pass coverage. So as far as props, I would look at certainly at Robinson. Always look at Allen Robinson because Trubisky force feeds him. I'd definitely take a look at Cole Komet. And on the Vikings side, um, I played both Jefferson and Thielen overs last week. Neither one got oh, there. That was frustrating. Yeah, I know. Adam Thielen, he screwed me. Five and a half well, passes. And then- well, Adam Thielen didn't screw you. Gary Kubiak and the Vikings screwed, screwed uh, both I mean, of us okay, with their game yeah, plan. Exactly. I was so mad about that because the last two prop bets, I do like a little fun little parlay. I pick four four spreads and then I pick a prop bet. And I was certain 
that um, Adam Thielen was going to get this. And all of a sudden, like, Irv Smith gets six catches. So I was like, what the hell is going on? Well, it was a poor game plan. And I think, like, oh. even players were criticizing it, the Vikings game plan on Sunday against Tampa, where, like, you know, they Tampa's should, coming they up. Should have, they should have, I mean. Well, they should have been bombing it down the field. I mean, that's what the Chiefs did, like, right before the bye. And then, like, you've got these two receivers, and they played, like, this conservative game plan and settled for field goals, and the kicker sucks. So, I mean, very, a frustrating game. Um, but I would, I would go back to the well with both. Jefferson and Thielen in this game against the Bears, where I think the Bears were propped up last week by a Texans team that may have may have packed it in. Remember, we saw the Lions two weeks ago without Kenny Galladay, Matthew Stafford throw for 400 yards to, quite frankly, like a bunch of players that aren't very good. So I certainly think Jefferson and Thielen can get it going here. My play in this game, I'm no, I have no interest really in the side. I like the over. Um, mm-hmm. I think the Bears are an over team the rest of the season. Um, I did have the over last week, you know, 30 to seven at halftime, feeling mm-hmm. good. I don't even want to go because I've done it like 500 times already this week, like detail the series of events that led to that game not going over. But I'll go back to the well this week. Vikings will be able to score on the Bears defense. Bears will be able to score on the Vikings defense. I really like that over. I'll go over in Vikings and Bears. Speaking of overs, Jaguars at Ravens. The Ravens are a 13-point favorite. Um, I think the running game is going to go absolutely fucking bananas in this one. I Jags can't stop the run. Baltimore in a slaughter. Total 47 and a half. Um. I don't know on this I mean, one. Gardner Minshew, I just, I, I'm no, not look, buying ba- it. Ba- Baltimore's going to win. Yes. No doubt. So like, I'm not insinuating that the Jaguars can win. Um, I think Minshew kind of like, look, I don't think he's good. I feel like I've kind of been like one of the lone voices, like ever. Cause look, the media kind of annoys me with a lot of stuff where it's like, oh, like Minshew's got jorts and he wears, he's got a mustache. So he's great. It's like, or, or his jorts are stupid. His mustache looks dumb and he sucks. <laughs> like, let's, let's try, let's stop trying to make this guy into Brett Favre because he has a mustache. Like, enough. <laughs> enough. It's like people are people in media are lazy and like everyone tells the same jokes. It's like, oh, how funny is this? Or it's not funny at all. And the quarterback's terrible. But with that being said, like he also definitely gives them the best chance to win. Like he's Glennon is abominable. He's like impossibly bad. And Luton's, you know, tough, tough for the asking kid like Luton. It's like not expected to be good to be in there in the NFL. So I think Minshew is certainly capable. Um, I love James Robinson. Like Robinson's yeah, kind oh, of yeah. flown under the radar. Yeah, um, no, he's he's a great fantasy play, man. Yeah, and look, and like you talked about, um, you know, Henry and Cook. He- Robinson's the only other running back in addition to those two who's cleared the thousand yard mark this season. And we are coming off a Monday night game yeah. where the Ravens defense got absolutely shredded by the Browns. And like Baltimore, I think is very dangerous coming down the stretch. They're going to go eleven and five. Like that's a playoff team. So like, spoiler alert: their schedule's easy. They're going to be eleven and five. They'll be playing in the playoffs. We'll see who their first round matchup is. They, they probably can't. I, they can't win the North because Pittsburgh will go to 12 with the win on Monday night. But like they're going to be dangerous in the first round. But they got to get this defense figured out. Like they got to get this defense fixed right now. So I think Jacksonville can score some points to keep this game not well, not like extremely close. But I think my lean is actually towards the Jaguars. But the line is really right where it needs to be. Like when I do like what do I think the spread should be? Ravens 13, 13 and a half. Yeah. Slight lean towards Jacksonville, but I probably won't have anything on this game. Tampa Bay at the Falcons. Um, I, I think that the, I mean, the, the schedule gods in the NFL have really done the Bucs some justice. The Bucs have basically been home for about a month now. Two home losses, um, then that late, late season by a solid win over the Vikings. I think that they're going to finish strong with some energy here. Yeah, they may finish 11 and five also, kind of similar to, to Baltimore, but I think Baltimore is more dangerous in their conference. And I, yeah. I don't know. I kind of think Tommy is uh, is washed up. I know. I agree. I agree with you. Listen, I'm just, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt because I think the, the, the fight, uh, sorry, the Falcons just, I, I, oh, can't no, I agree. No, I agree with that. Um, I would never bet Atlanta here. 
Bucks are going to get Jamel Dean back, so they'll have their secondary at full strength. The Falcons' defense has been awful. Um, excuse me, offense has been awful. The defense yeah. has actually been pretty good. And Julio yeah. Jones has not yet practiced this week, and I think this is going to be tough sledding for Atlanta's offense, where I don't love Tampa's offense, and it's really frustrating when you bet Bucks prop overs and have Bucks players in fantasy and Brady's tap dancing in the pocket like Fred Astaire and overthrowing open receivers. Very annoying. But in this particular game, like uh, – I struggle to see how Atlanta like gets to gets past 20. Oh, and yeah. I certainly think the Bucs can score here. Like I like Atlanta's defense, but Tampa should be able to score ideal scoring conditions indoors. Um, I like, I like Tampa laying the six lions at the Titans. Damn. I mean, you want to talk about implosion down the stretch. Don't even give me that. Like they're playing for Daryl Bevel, you know, well, they, have, they, have, they have covered well, a few straight games. I think is holding out for the season. I have not seen anything on his social media. He doesn't even show up to games anymore. It's like, oh, are you rehabbing? There's like no news on it. He's coming into a, like, he, he's trying to get re-signed. Personally, I, I think that he's, he's doing it on purpose. But that being said, um, Matthew Stafford, definitely not going to be playing in this one. I mean, he's a warrior, but um, they said that he's having a hard time sitting up and breathing and all that. So he's definitely not going to be playing um, the Titans, um, you know, their defense, uh, that being said, you know, me and me and like, why don't we, why don't we, uh, make sure that we keep Derek Henry in check? I think there's, he's going to have a huge game. Um, I think that this line could go up, um, even more if Chase Daniel is named a starter. Um, I just, yeah, I mean, I, the offense is always going to, they're always going to get garbage time points. Um, but yeah, I think the Titans this is a huge, this is a huge game for them. And yeah, I would even take this line. Yeah. Titans are nothing for me in this game. Um, ten, Detroit's defense ravaged by injuries. Um, Derek Henry is going to, going to brutalize them. Um, his prop last week against Jacksonville um, at Bat Rivers was one Oh seven and a half. I would assume that we'll see something similar here. Yeah. I, I wouldn't bet the under. And, uh, if it's Stafford, you know, I, Tennessee's defense is bad. Like yeah. may, at some point, hopefully for them, they'll get a Dory Jackson back. Um, he's our number one yeah. corner. He hasn't played this season. Um, he has been long since activated off IR, but um, it's not played. Like he practices, but hasn't played. Maybe they'll get him back this week. We don't know, but no Galladay, no Stafford. Hard to think they have a chance. Um, I would only lay it with Tennessee. Now, one thing to monitor though, um, AJ Brown did not practice on Thursday for the Titans. Mm -hmm. So let's wait until like people want to like slam Tennessee in this game. Tennessee's a great prop team because their offense is so concentrated on just a couple players. It's not like, you know, like the chargers on Thursday night, that's, that's tough, right? With Allen and, and Mike Williams, you know, both not hundred percent. You don't know where targets are going with Tennessee. It's Henry, it's Corey Davis and it's AJ Brown. Yeah. So let's see if AJ Brown practices today on Friday. Um, if he does, and he's going to be a full go, like Tennessee is going to score a lot of points. I would only bet Tennessee. Eagles at the Cardinals, Arizona six-point favorite. Uh, Jalen Hurts, his second start. I mean, he impressed a lot of people, but I think a lot of that had to do with his ability to be mobile in the pocket. He got 106 yards on the ground, a um, couple touchdowns through the air. I really don't think that he can duplicate uh, that performance on the road, especially given, I, I mean, even just looking at this game, the fact that Hassan Reddick had five sacks, three forced fumbles, historic, you know, historic matchup. Obviously he can't, if he can't duplicate that again, I still like the Cardinals um, with their questionable play calling by Cliff Kingsbury late in the game. That, that's another one head scratcher, but um, I, I do, I do like the Cardinals um, with the points. In this. I, th I think I'm going to be off this game. I think I'd bet the over if I did anything. I just oh, think yeah. it's, I just think it's really tough. I think the, the biggest demonstrable um, impact that Jalen Hurts makes on this offense is, 
he's not going to take sacks like Carson Wentz did. Like, and, and Wentz was so bad with that. Um, and, and we saw it. Jalen Hurts didn't take one sack last week against a very good New Orleans Saints defense. So I think that's been the biggest impact for the Eagles offense here. It's just tough to know what we're going to get from Hurts in this game now that, like, there's a game of tape on him, right? And we kind of know, like, the Eagles are kind of running this, like, gimmicky offense, which is which sounds like an insulting term, but it's not meant to be because it works. But, like, they're running this type of offense here, and now Arizona is going to have to be able to game plan for it because they have, they have it on film now. So I think it's a different sort of deal this week. It's not like they can catch Arizona by surprise, almost like they kind of caught the Saints by surprise a little bit last week. And also, like, last Sunday's game for Arizona, like, was is that authentic? Is it an authentic win? Was Daniel Jones held? Should Daniel Jones have played? I would argue no. So it's like they were able to tee off on him, and it's a great job by you bringing up the Hassan Reddick, right? Reddick's not going to do that again. It's yeah. nothing against Hassan Reddick, but, like, Daniel Jones couldn't move last week. Yeah. And, like, so and, – and, 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 and the Giants offense was constantly giving Arizona great field position now – I, I think Kyler's kind of all the way back. I think he looked healthy last week against the Giants. It's just too much unknown in this game. I'm going to pass this game almost entirely. I, I'm just I'm going to take like a, a big a big pass on this Jets Rams game. I mean Rams are ten ten days off. You know, absolutely obliterated the Patriots. That spread of seventeen. I'm not even going to touch it. Um, let's talk about that Giants game. Browns and the Giants. Cleveland six and a half point favorites. Uh, the Browns are playing on a short week. Uh, heartbreaker on Monday night. One of the best games of the season. Uh, but the Giants were really bad against the Cardinals last week. You talked about it. I mean, like Daniel Jones. Um, yeah, Dan- I mean, Daniel Jones, if, if his hamstring is still hurting him, um, you know, that's going to be a big point of emphasis in the, on that Giants Giants offense is whether or not he's going to be mobile, then the Giants offense is going to suffer. Um, I still think this is going to be a low scoring game. How do you think this is going to play out with the Browns? Do you think that the Browns, I mean, I, I still, I'm still, ugh, I don't know if I believe in, in Baker Mayfield. Like I, I still don't. Well, I think there are a couple things here. Um, I actually kind of like the over a little bit. Um, yeah. and there's it's 44. Yeah, it's low. Um, so there's a lot going on with this game, right? So obviously Jason Garrett, Giants offensive coordinator, has COVID-19. So he's not going to yeah. – Freddie oh, Kitchens, yeah, yeah, yeah. last year's Browns coach, was going to call the plays, which yeah, right, right, I, right. I don't know how much of an impact it makes. I mean, I think Freddie kind of sucks. So as a Giants fan, I'm not really excited. I, I don't think Daniel Jones is going to play. You know, the reports that came out yesterday on Thursday mm-hmm. that Jones has now an ankle injury that he suffered on right. Sunday, again, making Joe Judge's decision look even worse to play Jones. I actually think it's going to be Colt McCoy. And I, I, I'd, I would rather, as a Giants fan and a better – I'd rather have 100% Colt McCoy than like whatever the hell percent we got Daniel Jones last week. So I don't even know how much of a downgrade it is if Colt McCoy is going to play in this game. But also for the Giants, James Bradbury, their number one corner, COVID-19, not going to play in this game. The Browns defense is bad. And yeah. we've kind of seen that all season this year. Um, with the exception of the three like extreme weather games that they played, the home games against the Raiders, the Houston Texans, and the Philadelphia Eagles – this defense gives up a lot of points every week. We saw it on Monday night. Now, the Giants yeah. offense is not the Ravens offense. They also don't have to score 47 points to get this game over the total. Yeah. So I actually think the Giants can, with Colt McCoy, can move the ball and put some points up on the board against a bad Browns defense. And remember, no James Bradbury here for the Giants. And the Browns offense with Baker Mayfield, coordinated by Kevin Stefanski, the head coach, has been good. Um, so I, I actually like the over. If this hits seven, and there are some six and a halfs on the board for Cleveland, yeah. I, I might bet the Giants. Okay. I might bet the Giants here plus seven. Now I have to get seven. I don't necessarily. I don't think the Giants can win. Really, I think the Browns' win probability is high, but I think it's probably too much of an adjustment. You know, going down from Jones to McCoy because even if Jones plays, like Jones's best, I think he sucks. Yeah, 
I think he's bad at, at no matter what. Uh-huh. But his best asset by far is his, is his mobility. Yeah. Like that is kind of like his differentiator. Like that enables the Giants to do some different things on offense. Yep. If he can't move, then what the fuck point? Like what, what is it? Then Like why yeah. is he out there? Yeah. I'd rather have Colt McCoy who's not going to turn it over. So uh, if yeah. I get seven with the Giants, that's the play for me and I like the over. All right. Well, let's just skip that Monday night game because, I mean, we know that the Steelers are going to bounce back against the Bengals, but uh, Steelers do not look good going down the stretch. Perfect timing for them, you know, heading straight for straight straight ahead into the playoffs, losing that once first overall seed um, falling on their face. I just I think Ben Roethlisberger looks like he's two steps away from retirement. And like he's also one that would be like smoking a cigarette and drinking a beer and silent with his fingers up and saying, oh, you think I suck? Fuck you. So, um, yeah, that's just kind of how I feel about the Steelers. I'm not banking on them deep into the postseason, but I do think that they're going to be the bungles, the fucking bungles. Agreed. Now, now, now I'll tell you, I will will say this, though. If the season ended today, so like right now, if the season ended, the first round matchup would be Steelers hosting Miami. Mm. And if you're a Steelers fan listening to this, that's you. That's what you're hoping for. You want Miami in the first round because that's a first round matchup. That the Steelers would almost certainly win. Yeah. So, like, that's if you're a Steelers fan, that's what you got to hope for at this point. Would be would be Steelers Miami in the first round. All right, last game before you go because you've been freaking awesome, and I love you. And um, I'm just hoping that my pot, you know, I'm your Padawan. I hope I make you proud. I, I hope that I've held up my end of the bargain. It's just basically been the Nick Costas takeover in this one, but totally, like, I'm totally okay with it. All right, Kansas City at New Orleans. Woo! Matchup of the week. Yes. Um, yeah, Kansas City, a three-point favorite. This is um, postseason preview. I mean, this is a test of tests. Um, do we know if Drew Brees is going to be starting in this game or are they going to be rolling with Taysom Mill? Taysom Mill looked fucking terrible. Um, the Chiefs are coming off consecutive road games. Patrick Mahomes. Um, I, I just think that he's really unstoppable. I think that he has the... He has the predictability factor of like ice in his veins going to, you know, I just going to kill it down the stretch. It's not a good predictability factor recently though, with Patrick Mahomes, because like they're, you know, I know one of your, one of our favorite teams collectively is the 2007 Patriots for you because they went undefeated in the regular season. Me, because my favorite team beat them in the Super Bowl. but the chiefs this year have become the first team since the 2007 Patriots to go over a five game stretch. And this is the chiefs last five games prior to this one. 5-0 Five and zero straight up, zero and five against the spread. Wow. So uh, I'm I'm kind of Patrick Mahomes kind of on my shit list right now because I bet oh. the Chiefs on Sunday against the Dolphins, yeah. and it's like he he this is kind of what worries me a little yeah, bit. The about Dolphins the covered, right? Dolphins, like, yes. They covered that game, and, yeah. and like I give Miami like I think a lot of like what people say sometimes is fucking bullshit and is really stupid. So it's like Miami loses that game by so oh like look how much cry oh, the Dolphins are stayed in the game and they kept the game close. It's like no. Like the Dolphins got fucking got the shit beaten out of them in that game. Yeah. Kansas City like did everything in its power to try and like hand the game to Miami, and like the game was never close. Like it took like that yeah. crazy series of events for Miami even to get it to six. And I give Miami no credit for that game. Yeah, but for Kansas City, I think the thing that's got to concern people, and like I still think they're the best team that they should win the Super Bowl again. Yeah. I'm not going to pick against them, but like Mahomes is kind of like a kid that's playing with this food right now. Like it's almost like, hey, buddy. Like, get with the fucking program, man. Stop dicking around in these games. Like, just go pedal to metal, put the foot to the throat, and close these teams out. Yeah. And they're not showing that killer instinct right now. And that's got to worry. If I'm a Chiefs fan, that's got to concern me a little bit here, coming down the stretch and into the playoffs. But that 
that may be a story for January and not for this particular game. Against the I know. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I feel like almost like, and I know that this is a terrible example and I'm in no way comparing the two of these two together, but it kind of reminds me of Jameis Winston when he used to play at Florida State. Like Jameis Winston used to come into a game and like another team would run up like 25, 20, I mean, 27 points on the first half. And then he was like, okay, yeah. And now, now I'm going to start caring about football. And then he would like have these mega comebacks and throwing the ball over the field. It's like, wake up. Like, can yeah, we but you know what happens eventually you run, you run into Oregon in the, uh, in the college football playoff and you, you, you get blown out and you lose by 30. Cause you can't do that against great teams. Yeah. You can do that against shitty teams. But like we remember that game uh, on New Year's Day when Florida State when it's the Mariota Jameis game. Like yeah. I, I don't think that's going to happen with Kansas City. Like I still think they'll win the Super Bowl again. But like, yeah, no, he's it's concerning. It. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, do you have any like? Do you have a, a prop bet that you know I can bank on? On so I just like I need one prop bet. Just one. well, well, I do want to say on that game, the Saints Chiefs game. I like New Orleans. Um, okay. Ooh. Now, I, I got three and a half earlier in the week. Yeah. That's, that's the number I need with New Orleans. I don't have interest really in New Orleans plus three. I want to capture the number of three. So I want to get three and a half with New Orleans. I have it. But for uh, people out there, you're going to bet the Saints, get three and a half. If you want to bet the Chiefs, I think you can you can lay three. Um, I, I actually, as the week has gone on, I kind of think it's like close to 50-50 that it'll be Taysom and Breeze. And I'm going to say something that you might find strange, but I I I believe it. As a better, I'd rather have Taysom Hill if I'm betting on the Saints in this game because of the unknown factor with Breeze coming off the rib injury. Yeah. Like, what kind of Breeze sure. are we going to get in that game where I kind of know what I'm getting from Taysom Hill. Yeah. Um, and the Chiefs have cluster injuries right now at the on the offensive line, like most notably their bookend tackles. You know, Mike Remmers and Eric Fisher both haven't practiced this week. It's a very good Saints defensive front that likely had its pride wounded last week in the loss to the Eagles, giving up all those yards to Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Um, if I'm going to capture three and I'm going to get plus three and a half, uh, I'm, I took the points at the Saints. So I'm, I'm on the Saints on Sunday, plus three and a half. Okay. Well, you heard it here first. I mean, I just think, I don't know, man. I'm, I, I still have to think. I have to sit here and kind of think about and do some meditation and figure out how I want to bet that game. Um, just because, but I totally agree with you. Like, what, you know, and that's the risk that you're going to be putting in. Like, you're throwing Drew Brees in there. And what if someone, you know, I mean, what if he gets hit? And then the Saints season is absolutely over. You want him to be 100%. And so many former players have said that. The fact that they get rushed back into these injuries, oh, you know, it's, it's basically the media putting words in their mouth that, you know, they're going to be coming back at this point in time. That's why I really also think that Christian McCaffrey is not going to be playing the rest of the season. I hope not. I got Mike Davis and like 15 fantasy teams. So I would certainly <laughs> like that. Brandon Ayuk should, okay. should, should be lined kind of like at this point, not because he's as good as the guy I'm going to mention, but like, you'll see, like when you look at, when you look at these, like every week that there are like different players are kind of lined in different tiers. Right. Yeah. So like Devonte Adams is kind of in a tier onto himself at the wide receiver position. Like he'll be in the nineties every week, Derek Henry and Dalvin cook. If the matchups are good, they'll be in like the low one hundreds. And normally you won't see any other running back in the league line like that. So Brandon, Ayuk for San Francisco, I think now down the stretch of the season, he gets elite volume. Mm -hmm. um, Kittle's out and now Debo's out. Yeah. I think he should be lined. I don't think he's as good as the player I'm going to mention but he should be in like the Stefan Diggs level right now, yeah. like the Terry McLaurin level where he should be lined in like the low to mid or even high seventies, like in like wow. the 70 to 77 and a half range, let's say yep. for Brandon Ayuk. Yep. And he's not being lined like that. He hasn't been yet. So I, there's no number on him yet that I have seen, 
but like I think his number is probably going to be in like the low sixties. Okay. Um, taking the over. I'm taking the over for sure. Like okay. he's going to get a million targets. They manufacture touches for him. He's one of these Kyle Shanahan like get him the ball and let him go type of guys. Like they run that kind of offense. He's like Debo in that regard. And again, Debo's not there and Kittle's not there. He's going to get all the targets and he's facing the Cowboys. I, I think that's a pretty safe one. As long as the number is not like astronomical, which again, I don't think it will be. So I think Ayuk probably is a pretty good uh, prop play this week. You heard it here first. Nick Costas, CBSSportsRadio.com. You better you bet. Plug some shit for me. Uh, yeah, so You Better You Bet is uh, the first ever nightly sports betting podcast. 4 to 8 p.m. Eastern, um, weekdays on the radio.com app. Um, sports gambling, not just on the NFL, but uh, but we do all sports. Um, so we have great guests, professional bettors, odds makers, um, media personalities. You better you bet 4 to 8 p.m. Eastern, weekdays on the radio.com app. And then you can catch me Sunday mornings here in the tri-state area in New York where I'm at on WFAN from 8.30 to 9 a.m. Eastern. And then nationally, you better you bet's countdown to kickoff 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, getting you set to win money each and every NFL Sunday. And when the playoffs start, we'll have national shows on a bunch of terrestrial stations around the country. In addition to nationally on radio.com um, Saturdays and Sundays, eight to 10 a.m. Eastern um, during the NFL postseason. He's so fucking hard to get. I mean, literally like you, you have your schedule packed. I hope you be, I hope not only you're like killing your gambling bets, but you're just like stacking cash. It's not bad. It's not bad. But you know, like my Mondays and Tuesdays are pretty light because like, oh, no, nice. one, no one wants, no one wants to fucking talk to me on Mondays and Tuesdays. Because I mean, all right. gotta, Thursdays and Fridays, Thursdays and Fridays. I got a lot going on Mondays and Tuesdays. Not, not, not as much to talk about in the gambling community, at least until football ends. And then we get the other sports really. Wrong. All right. Well then, you know what? That's perfect because I do this thing called townie Tuesdays. Like that's our Tuesday show as we recap. And you, I mean, I feel like even the sports media members like out here in Boston are just sick of talking about the Patriots. So like maybe, you know, maybe sometime in January, I'll entice you to come on my show and we'll just like break down all the games on Monday. The Patriots, I tell you, I get a real kick out of watching Patriots Twitter meltdown collectively during these games. It's like, well, you, come on, guys, like, worst, enough. The worst part about it, Nick, is like literally the fucking delusion of every Patriots fan think, still thinking. And I'm just like sitting here. I, I knew this in the beginning of the season when uh, it's epic collapse of Cam Newton. But like, I'm sitting here and I'm just like, dude, like what would make sense about the Patriots going to the postseason right now? Like, what would it prove? I know that Bill Belichick is going to want to, you know, have a winning season. He has got he's got records to chase. Tom Landry, he's got wins. He's going to want to win out. But at the same time, it's like, why do you want them to go into the postseason and like and literally like just need a clean change of? Well, I got I got I got no beef with like wanting the team to win. That's my beef is more like it's like like killing Belichick. Like killing the tits, like guys. Like, oh, I know people. No, people can relax. Man. Like, it's it's annoying. Like Bill's job is in jeopardy. Like, okay, yeah. Well, yeah, it's I, like people that say shit like that are just like I, I don't even like. <laughs> I just I don't even participate. <gasps> All right, Nick. Thanks for your time. Love. Appreciate you. it. Appreciate right. it. Um, let me hit you with like, wait, I can even my my catchphrase here. Wishing you and all your great listeners of your great show, Minimal Sweats Winning Bets, and the absolute very best of luck. I could not foresee this thing happening to you.